Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I pray that you are ready to receive God's Word today into a good ground heart, because if it falls into a good ground heart, it will bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. Hallelujah. Well, God is good today. Even in the midst of all of the tumult and all of the trouble, God is faithful. And if you know Christ as your Savior, you have come into a covenant relationship with God. Amen. And uh, that's why the covenant language is so very clear in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, which is really the new covenant rendered as it would be in the Greek. This is the new covenant, Jesus said, in my blood that is shed for the sins of many. But when you apply that blood that he has supplied through his grace and mercy to your life, you come into a covenant relationship with God. Hallelujah. And what a relationship it is. For the Bible says of the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. Hallelujah. All the Old Testament was a type of what was fulfilled in Jesus and through Jesus and for us in the new covenant. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to read from the old covenant because we're talking about the subject. God's got this. So relax. Literally relax. God's got you. God's got your situation. God's got this, and we need to learn how to rest or relax in the Lord. The Bible said we're to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. You know, we've always went at patience just to get patience, but we need to first go after this rest of our faith, this resting upon God and resting in God, because if we're resting in Him and resting upon Him, then we're going to be able to patiently endure and patiently wait until He fulfills what He has promised to us. Praise God. Well, let's get into this study today. Our foundational scripture is Isaiah 41, 9, 10, and 11. Let me say this as we begin to read this from uh, both translations. I want to read the King James, of course, first. Listen to this carefully, what I'm going to say to you. Uh, This is how God speaks to his covenant people. No wonder faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God doesn't mince words. And God does never needs to apologize for not fulfilling what he has purposed and revealed to us by promise in the word of God. God never ever has to apologize. He is faithful. In fact, the Bible said he watches over his word to perform it. He makes sure that he doesn't fail to keep his word. And his, his, because of this covenant relationship we have, the Bible said he keeps his covenant, literally rendered in one translation, his covenant of love to a thousand generations. Hallelujah. God is a covenant-keeping God. God is a faithful, 
father to his children. Listen to this and let faith arise (laughs) and therefore let God arise and his enemies be scattered in your life today. Isaiah 41, 9, 10, and 11. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness." Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. I want to read this translation from another uh, uh, version, and it says, I pull you from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you, you're my servant, servant on my side. I picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear, for I am your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I will hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. Last week, we talked about that firm grip that God has on you and that firm grip that God has on me. And today we want to talk about how that relates to us when we need God to hold us tight when Satan tries to pull us back. And he will come and try to pull us back. And God's promise is, I've got a firm grip on you. Listen to John 10, verse 27, 28, and 29. Jesus speaking. He said, my sheep, my sheep, he speaks possessively of us, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man, now this is crucial, any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. This word pluck here means to seize, to carry off by force. If we don't turn away from God, dear friend, no one else can take us away from Him. I want to say that loud and clear. If we do not turn away from God, No one can take us away from him. Now, where Satan comes into this, and sometimes he will use people to try to pull us back, Uh, relationships that are not authorized in the word of God, be not unequally yoked together, the believer and the unbeliever. Why? Satan will use that person to try to pull you back. And and the Bible said that no man can do it. He can't do it unless we make a decision to go back. God will never, ever, ever allow anyone to supersede him 
override him, uh, have more power in our behalf than he does. No devil in the pits of hell has that power, and no man upon the earth has that power. We're the ones that have the power of choice. We're the ones that have a free, sovereign will. It's part of being created in God's image. God is a spirit, so we can't be physically looking like God because God is a spirit. But listen very carefully. He is sovereign. He makes decisions without outside influences influencing him. It is his own sovereignty that he uses to make all of the decisions that he makes concerning his creation and his salvation. And in that sense, we are sovereign in terms of our will. That's why the Bible said we're to choose you this day in the Old Covenant who we're going to serve. We have to make a choice. The prophet said, I put two ways before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you may live. (laughs) For why will you die, O house of Israel? We have awesome power in our own will. We don't have awesome power in and of ourselves in our flesh, but we have awesome power in our sovereign ability to decide. And the devil wants us to decide to go back, to decide to turn back. But God wants us to use that same will to decide to go forward and follow through and go on and hold fast our testimony and hold fast our faith all the way to the end. They that endure to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, dear friend, if we don't turn away from God, no one can take us away from him. I read recently of a mother trying to hold on to a child during a tornado, but the wind tore the little one from her arms. All her strength, all her love was not enough. Jesus said, my father is greater. No force of man and the material world or devil in the spirit realm is greater than he. Not our grip on God, but his grip on us. Because our safety is his love and his strength. We're not talking about our power to hold on, but our will to allow God to hold on to us. If you truly want victory over the devil, if you truly want to overcome the world, if you truly want to defeat the flesh, and you look to God through Christ, all of heaven's resources will be at your and my disposal. (laughs) And we will triumph gloriously. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible said in Jude 1.24, Now unto him that is able, and when you see this word able, in the context, it means able and faithful. You know, that's what Sarah said, being past the age of childbearing in Hebrews 11. She said that she received strength to conceive and bring forth a child, being past the age of childbearing, because she considered him faithful who 
promised. Hallelujah. This word able means faithful and able. Because if he isn't faithful, then having the ability to help us would be meaningless to us. But if he is faithful and able, then he can, he can keep us from falling and to present you in a way we could never present ourselves faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. This word keep in the Greek means to guard, to protect, to keep from being snatched away. There it is. There it is. No man is able to pluck them from my hand to preserve safe and unimpaired. Oh, friend of mine, this is God's keeping power. And all we have to do is keep our trust in Him and our faith in Him. You know, I love the great song that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. There's power in that decision that you and I must make to release all of heaven's resources into our life. You know, the Bible said they that received him in John's gospel, they that received him that by an act of their will and faith, repent of their sin and receive Christ as their savior to them that received him, gave he power to become the sons of God. This word power is not the dunamis uh, that comes with the Holy Spirit, this miracle working ability. No, this is a legal term. It means that you have been authorized to be brought into God's own family and call the sons and daughters of Almighty God, whereby we cry, Abba, Father unto him, the Holy Ghost bearing witness to that great truth. And we begin all prayer with acknowledging this paternal relationship we now have with him, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed. Here's the reverential part of that, but it doesn't start with even the reverence. It starts with the paternal relationship. Hallelujah. I have access to God because I belong to him. I'm part of his family. He is my heavenly father, and I am one of those covenant kids of his. Hallelujah. And so are you. The Apostle Paul said it, it doesn't appear what we shall be, but now, right here and now, we are the sons of God. And if sons, then heirs of God. And oh, wow, are, are you ready for this today? Can your faith handle this? Can you take God at his word? Because it's in holy writ, it's in scripture. We are joint heirs, therefore, with Jesus Christ. Scripture goes on to say that we've been seated with him in heavenly places far above all principality and power and dominion. Hallelujah. And God has seated him in such a high place that all things are put under his feet. You know, we are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And if it's under his feet, then it's under my feet today. And Satan's dominion is under your feet as well. That's why the Bible said we will tread 
on serpents. Hallelujah. We will overcome him. We will defeat him. We will defy him to snatch us out of God's mighty hand. Praise God. If you trust Jesus to keep you and stand on his word, you will experience the exceeding joy the great company of believers will have when Christ snatches us away and his glory is revealed. Praise God. Jesus is coming soon, and I want to be in that number when he does. You need to not relax your grip on God, but keep your hand well, you know, it's a song, and it's been cliched, and it's a cute song, but keep your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Praise God. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. This is an act of our will by faith, but the moment I put my hand in his hand, no man shall pluck me out of his hand. Do you understand that I have to reach up for him to grip me by faith? But when I reach up, he's already reaching down. Uh, my dad, who's with the Lord for many years now, he used to love to sing. He would always get teared up when he sang the song and played the song on his fiddle. I was lost and undone without God or his son when the Savior reached down for me, when he reached way down for me. Oh, friend of mine, when we reach up, God is already reaching down. And he promised to uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness. Now unto him who is able to keep you and me from falling, literally going back into sin, going back into the world, going back to become the servant of Satan instead of the servant of Christ. We have to keep our hand in his hand by simply putting our faith in him and willing to trust him for the strength we do not have, for, the, for all the grace that we need, for all the wisdom, all of the knowledge, for everything we need to overcome because he's provided it all in Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible said you are complete in him. Hallelujah. We, we don't need something that God hasn't provided in and through his son and our savior, Jesus Christ. And he says, what I'm going to do is uphold you. I won't cast you away. I will not abandon you. Jesus put it this way. I will not leave you comfortless in the new covenant, in the new testament. And that word comfortless means orphanos in the Greek. It's the Greek word for an orphan, someone that's been abandoned who doesn't have a family who doesn't have a father, who doesn't have a mother, who has been abandoned and now has to fend for their self because they have no one to care for them. God says to ancient Israel and to us and to you and me today, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
And that is in the the emphatic sense when Jesus said that in the new covenant, I will never, you can hear God's covenant with Israel and God's covenant with us through Christ. You can hear it echoing the same commitment, the same covenant love, the same strength and power that's to usward who believe in the new covenant. I will never No, never is how that would read. One scholar of Scripture, actually more than one, that study the Scriptures said it is to the fifth degree that that word implies. The the way it connotates in the Greek would be, I will never, no, never, 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 never. You believe when the Holy Spirit prompts that to be written and, and, and in holy writ that God wants us to get it and get a hold of it and dig in our heels against the devil and the weakness of our own flesh and just declare, I have decided to follow Jesus. I choose life not death. I choose blessing and not cursing because when I make that choice, God's resources are mine and God's resources are yours. You say, Pastor, I I just don't feel I have the strength. You have the strength to decide. And you have the strength to believe. Hallelujah. It's within us. And we can make that choice. I want to read from Matthew's gospel uh, on, on, on this great truth that we're talking about here today. Amen. Uh, about God's power to hold on to us even when our own faith is shaking. When Trials come and fear grips our heart and our mind. God has got you when that occurs. Again, it's not my grip on God, but God's grip on me and my lifting forth my heart to Him in faith when I feel overwhelmed in my own resources. God grants the sufficiency of His grace, the strength of His power, hallelujah, into our lives. And it guarantees our victory if I just trust Him. Let's read from Matthew uh, while we have a little bit of time left. Matthew fourteen twenty nine through 31. And He said, Come. You see, Peter thought he saw an apparition. Peter thought he saw a ghost. Peter thought that that this can't be a human being in the midst of a terrible storm and a wind-tossed sea walking on the water. But as he looked closer, he could see someone who looked like Jesus. And it all changed because Jesus was always doing things that boggled their mind. He did the supernatural. He told the water to be still, and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. And it was said of him, never a man spake like this man, for what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the rain obey him, and the waves obey him. So Peter, impetuous Peter, hollered out and said, If yet you, Jesus, bid me to come. And Jesus said, Come, in Matthew 29, verse 29 of Matthew 14. 
come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? In the midst of chiding him for his doubting, uh, he was saving him with his strong right hand, keeping his covenant with him. I want to read this from the Amplified. I like this. It said, he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. But when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, and held him, saying unto him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt, O oh, friend of mine? Isn't it good to know that we have a God who is able and willing to reach forth his right hand of righteousness to uphold us even when our faith wavers, even when our faith is not in that perfect uh, area of believing, uh, even when fear begins to grip our heart and we begin to give in to it, it's not too late to cry out to God for his help. And, and I love the word here immediately. I love the fact that God responded to him just like that. Hallelujah. When the storms of life come, always remember who's holding you up. Lean on him. Cry out to him. Hallelujah. Standing on the word means trusting his faithfulness to perform it. It doesn't mean that you have to just hang on so tight because when you feel you don't have the strength, what are you going to do? You see, faith in your faith can fail if your faith wavers. But even if your faith wavers, faith in His faithfulness will bring you back to that place where God's resources will flow to you and He will not let you you fall. Praise God. Now unto him, Paul said, who is able and faithful to keep me from falling. Isn't that incredible? Glory to God. I'm so glad I serve this kind of God today. That's why I am so confident, hallelujah, that God has it concerning me. Whatever touches me touches him. And if I decide to trust him, and if I decide not to give up and look back or go back, no man on earth and no devil in hell will ever pluck me from his mighty hand, his right hand of righteousness, his hand of dexterity and power. Hallelujah. I have his promise. I have his promise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'm not the only one that has his promise. You have it if you're a Christian today. 
He will not let you fall. He will not fail you. He may not be there when you want Him, but He will be right on time. He will be just in time. But that's all it takes to keep you from being overcome with fear and overwhelmed with worry. Today, relax in the covenant love and power of God because God has not just got this God has you and God has me firmly held in his heart and tightly held in his hand so let's never look back never give in never give up for we are not of them, the scripture teaches, that turn back unto perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Ah, oh, friend, and if you don't know Jesus today as your Lord and your personal Savior, today I pray you will run to Him. He's waiting for you with open arms. Don't run from Him, and He will uphold you, and He will forgive you, and He will take you through even to the end of the age, and come back next week. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>